Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Match Ball. Welcome to the Match Ball 30, getting closer to the end of the 1991-1992 season. Who will lift the championship? We go to Highbury today. March the 22nd, we do a match ball on the 30th anniversary of each game through the season and a tough one today at Highbury. But before we get to that, obviously we're up against Fergie and Fergie's men. Uh, Fergie in the news. Mm, Him and Prince Andrew, big big news. You don't often get a royal split, do you? But mm, sad, very sad when a family breaks up. Hopefully it'll be the the last time this happens because you wouldn't like to see anybody else in the, the royal family. They all seem so happy together, as did... Andrew and Fergie, and so obviously things became quite fraught, but it's not something you want to see repeated. No, no just keep it, and hopefully everyone can just stay on the straight and narrow as yeah. well. Just, I mean, you know. These things happen. She might not, maybe she's not his type. Yeah. You don't know, do you? Right. Yeah. Any idea about what his no. type? No? No, I have no idea. I'm just, it's just, these things happen, don't they? Relationships. Yep. Before we get to Highbury, we have an update, a scum update, a scup date, if you like, because they've played twice. Their game's in hand. It's all gone crackers now. It's not good for the stress levels, is it? These games being staggered as they are. So, obviously, we're playing on the Sunday at Highbury. Uh, Man United had a midweek game, which they lost 1-0. Nigel Clough scoring a last-minute winner for Forrest, which obviously went down like an absolute storm in Leeds. The Clough family, always been big fans of them. Great bunch great, of lads. Great bunch of lads. Love a Clough. And then yesterday in the Saturday game, they had a home game against Wimbledon, and we pumped them 5-1 to one the other day. They could only muster a 0-0. It's been a good week. Mm. Could have been perfect if only we'd... Uh... If only we'd beaten Arsenal, but um, but you know, overall, as as results go across a week, I think we'd take this, wouldn't we? I Given think a, that, a point at Highbury, happy with that. Yeah, and they've had they've had two. What you would say, I know Forest isn't a, an easy place to go, but a winnable game certainly, and and Wimbledon, those absolute chumps, they should be beating them. So yeah, overall, not too bad. I think the upside is it's showing the um the weaknesses that Scum keep claiming to be strengths, where they're like, oh, we've got a massive squad and we can. We can bring players off the bench if we want. And they left uh, against Forrest, they left Kanchelskis and Giggs on the bench because they thought that Neil Webb and Mike Phelan could run that game. And then uh, there was Ferguson's quote about having Lee Sharp back from injury. Have we got the audio of what he said about Lee Sharp's return? Like a brand new signer, five million player for the running. Five million pound player. Well, David Platt's the only five million pound player I can think of. Then, I mean, uh, you wouldn't pay more than four and a half for Lee Sharp, would you? It was an absolute no. maximum. No, that's a ceiling. Yeah, clear ceiling. Uh, just um, rounding up the results that have happened then ahead of our game against Arsenal. 
the game on Tuesday, St. Patrick's Day, going back to the 17th of March, nil-nil between Notts County and Everton. Then on the Wednesday, we had Forest 1, Man United nil, as we've mentioned, and yesterday's games, Chelsea 1, Sheffield United 2, Coventry 1, Oldham 1, Palace and Villa 0-0, Liverpool 2, Spurs 1, Man United 0-0 against Wimbledon, as we mentioned, Norwich City 4, Everton 3, Forest 2-0 against Manchester City, Sheffield Wednesday scoring a 1-0 uh, a victory against Notts County, which means they could be closing in on us a little bit. Should, we, should we, we be worried about Sheffield Wednesday? We've not spoken prob- about them. Well, we'll get on to them in a sec. And then Southampton 2, Luton 1, and then 2-2 two, two between Basement Dwellers, West Ham and QPR. Should we be worried about them? I don't know. I mean, they're still a fair number of points off with not many games to go. I think because we spanked them so comprehensively, they don't really seem to figure in our... Uh, in, in the, the, the rearview mirror, but maybe they should. You can They're just see them. Up. You can see them lurking in the distance. I Particularly think. if uh, we continue to drop points, and so do Man United. Well, this is true, and um, we'll do the lineups for today. Then, John Lukic in goal, Cantona wearing the number two shirt with Dorigo three, Batty four, Fairclough white, Strachan, Rod Wallace, Lee Chapman, Gary McAllister, Gary Speed, with John Newsom dropping to the bench out of the number two shirt, and Steve Hodge joining uh, joining him there in the dugout. Uh, in the opposite dugout, George Graham's in charge of Arsenal. And David Seaman, David O'Leary, Lee Dixon, Nigel Winterburn, Steve Bold, Tony Adams, David Rowcastle, David Hillier, Kevin Campbell, Paul Merson, Ian Wright, completing their lineup with Anders Limpart and Ray Parler on the bench. Chris White playing. You remember Chris White got sent off against QPR when he brought down Andy Sinton. It was that professional foul they're calling out these days, the new ruling. We were a bit worried it was going to be a two-game ban, but it is only one. And it's the West Ham game, which will win anyway. So because yeah, they're bottom, and it's not a bad, yeah. not a bad game to be suspended for. I suppose we needed him for this one, and he was good in this one, as it turned out. And final thing before we do deal with the Arsenal game, justice for Wilco, more disciplinary issues. So this goes all the way back to the six-one against Sheffield Wednesday, when Gordon Watson did what Gordon Watson did, which was theatrics. Cheats. Yeah, was a, he cheated, cheating bastard. Wilco was cited by the officials of ha- as having shouted abuse at the linesman. But Wilco said, nah, I was just talking to my own players. He said he was shouting down the line to Tony Dorigo, which figures because he's the left back, shouting in the same direction as the linesman. Linesman's got it all wrong. Anyway, he's gone in front of the FA finally. And the reason it's taken so long is because Tony Dorigo had an injury and he couldn't get down to London to give the necessary evidence. And they've used TV evidence as well, which they've previously only used to prosecute people. Whereas on this occasion, Wilco's been able to call on it in to, to prove he's done an out wrong and that, in fact... Though the, re- the linesman and referee were cheats and wankers and all that stuff, he mm. didn't say that to them. No. Do you think they wheeled in a television on a trolley like they do at school <laughs> so they could watch the video back? I'd like to think so. Gary Newborn as well off the telly, he's the touchline reporter for, uh, for ITV, isn't he? So he was presumably stood nearby, was brought in to give evidence. Was he, was he evidence for the prosecution or for the defence? That's the exciting thing. We'll never know. The official verdict's kind of annoying because it says it was not proven, is the way. The, the, say, he's in, say he's innocent, for God's sake. It's like the charge was not proven, is all we're going to say. We're not prepared to give Wilkinson any real credit. We're just going to say, yeah, on this occasion, you've got away with it. Is the, you probably did it, but... That's the way it feels. Dickheads, Maybe it? it's just the snidey way they phrase things. I hope, he, I hope he just tells the FA to F off. He didn't. He was quite nice about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, or was he just being diplomatic? I think the linesman made a genuine mistake. In the heat of the moment, it's lucky for me the cameras were there. It's a breakthrough for TV evidence. New dawn, new day, new era, new life. They could turn it into maybe like if Miss Marple runs out of steam, this, <laughs> could, this could replace it. Right to London, where they make a lot of telly, back there for the third time in three weeks. They need to stop sending us to London, or at least maybe give us 
a free hotel or something so we don't have to keep coming up and down the uh, the M1, which is very busy. So we've got Gary Speed playing it right back in this game. Um, so Dorigo's gone over to the uh, left-hand side this time. So we're shuffling the pieces again in Cantona with one of the weird shirt number combinations. Yeah, putting him in uh, up front wearing two. I don't know if um, we're leaving him in the number two shirt to kind of try and dazzle George Graham into not knowing what's going on. But um, it was probably fairly obvious from where he was standing at kickoff to work out he was not going to be playing right back. It's weird, but it's where we are with Mel Sterling being out injured. Yeah, so we could have opened up this four-point gap uh, at the top today. Does it feel like a wasted opportunity, particularly because we, we scored late, which we'll, we'll do the goal in a second. But um, oh, well, what was the game like, generally speaking, then? Tight. Boring. <laughs> it was. Uh, it looked a bit like George Graham against Howard Wilkinson. A cagey is how it looked. Neither, neither team wanting to give too many chances away is how it looked. But, uh, but equally... Two very good sides who are capable of doing it. Yeah. Does it feel, does it feel like a, a two points dropped here or a point one? It's probably a point one, but you'd like, I mean, this is the eighth time we've played Arsenal in two years. <laughs> I mean, I'm beating them yet, um, but every single game has been tight. And this was it again. And I don't know whether it's because we know we're capable of, you know, rocking five goals past Wimbledon or six past Sheffield Wednesday. But when you've got, you know, when you read the Arsenal lineup before, you you go a long, long way before you find an attacking player um, in their team. And with the David Seaman at the back of it, it's strong defensively. And even you know going the other way, we can talk about their goal in a bit. When Ian Wright's obviously dangerous and was uh, dangerous against us for Palace. Paul Merson looks pretty good. Kevin Campbell's a young striker. David Rowcastle is a really skillful midfielder. So they are a strong team, and it's surprising that they're not further up the table than they are. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So a couple of the uh, the highlights, as you say, there were few and far between. Cantona has a go in the first half, shrugging off Tony Adams, which isn't the easiest thing in the world to do. A Gallic shrug. That's what, what you can describe that as, maybe? I, I think don't know. so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, McAllister had a couple as well, but I mean, there were, there were basically no, no good chances or clear chances in the first half. You'd think ITV would have learned 
from both the FA Cup games and the uh, the the league game they televised last season wasn't a classic either. But they just seem to think, oh, Arsenal versus Leeds that'll be a big one for a Sunday afternoon and put it on, and then everyone's kind of bored by half time. It's just kind of, especially at this stage of the season, I think it's um, the tension did play into it from our point of view. We're we're a little bit on edge, and I don't know if having the uh, if those two scum results, them losing and drawing um, during the week put a little bit of more pressure on us that maybe wasn't as useful. We weren't as uh, we weren't exactly free flowing, but but up against, you know, a tough opponent, I think the fact that Chris White got man of the match says uh, says quite a lot. Yeah, definitely. And the approach overall, we'll sort of get to that in the in the post match comments from Wilkinson because we're starting to see what his plan is and it's a whole season plan. It's not just game by game. I think they're looking to see where they can pick up points. And it is a good point one. It could have been three because we scored with seventeen minutes to go. And it starts off in midfield. Referee is close to this, so it must be all right. David Batty with what you might describe as quite an industrial strong challenge on, a, on Nigel Winterburn. Just a good firm tackle. Yeah, It's not his fault if Nigel Winterburn wants to referee the game and goes rather than com- concentrate on getting the ball back, just mm. runs straight towards the referee. Well, it's just in the midfield area over towards the left-hand side where Winterburn operates. So Batty's just drifted out from the middle and then drifted up uh, his feet into the air, <laughs> aimed at Winterburn's head. I think it would have been easier for Winterburn if instead of crying to the referee about it, he just caught Batty on his shoulders and then sort of carried him around for a bit as if he was there. Uh, Wore him like a break. rucksack. Yeah, um, the opportunity was there. So stay on your feet and catch Batty. But um, I mean, whatever you think of the challenge from Batty, you can't then just go running over to the referee while the game is still going on. That's funny as that. Yeah, Winterburn completely knocks himself out of the game, essentially, doesn't he, by doing this? Goes mm-hmm. up, starts moaning at the ref. Meanwhile, we break down the right and it leads to, to a goal. I mean, a little bit of good fortune in the build-up, but they all count. Well, it's credit to Rod Wallace for immediately running to where Nigel Winterburn would be if he wasn't cry-arsing to the referee. And then he uh, it's a beautiful little cross into the, the Chapman zone. I mean, it's kind of deflected. It does come off Steve Gold's gut, doesn't it? But, you know, in the right area, I suppose. It's hard to see how much it, it deflects, but yeah, it definitely does. It does hit Bold, but then it's, uh, yeah, it's right into the... Whether by design or, or look, it is straight into the Chapman zone. And it's, uh, it's slotted in. He does what all good strikers do, which is just to apply enough of a touch to send it across the keeper and it goes under him. So absolute credit to Chapman because he'd not really had a chance up to this point. A tight game and you think at this point, probably enough to win it. And this is the problem with scoring late. It just gets your hopes up, doesn't it? Only for the disappointment to uh, to come washing in with the tides when they equalise. I mean, what's annoying with this is it, it's brilliant. It has to be said, doesn't it? You can't help but applaud it, even though it hurts to do so. It's just the fact that they get to this stage because we've got so many opportunities to clear it. There's, it's in the sort of in the left back position first of all, and it gets blocked, and then it's it's just so scruffy. Up, and Adam, up in the air at one Adams point. Adams at one yeah. point kicks it like out of out of the camera's eye because it's it's gone so high into the air and it's it comes back down and and then eventually, yeah, it's, I guess it's pretty good in the end. But it breaks to Merson doesn't just is just outside the area, slightly over to the right hand side, and I mean, <sighs> annoying twat. As just he sort of scoops it with the right, the outside of his uh, his right boot, uh, just sort of chips it to himself, almost lays it up for himself, doesn't he? Through through a, a crowd of players because everyone's amassed just on the edge of the uh, edge of the area, and he just scurries through that gap and gets on the end of his own ball, and uh, and again the finish is brilliant as well, which is double annoying. Yeah, it's hard to tell if um, David O'Leary gets a little touch on it. The replays don't sort of clear it up, but compared to what's come come before, it's almost like Paul Merson just decided to sort it out himself. <laughs> And I think the commentary mentions that it's probably the smartest way of getting past an offside trap is just to pass it to yourself and run through. And it is like, it's, there's been so much carnage 
and uh, bodies all over the place and the ball being kicked in the air and people lying on the floor. It's then eventually he just decides, right, instead of trying to give it to anybody else, I'll just sort it out myself. And there is that horrible mix of emotions where you're kind of admiring the skill that's involved in this, but God, it hurt, especially with all the tension that had led up to Leeds taking the lead. And you thought with 17 minutes to go, we've given ourselves a shot here. So it was a proper disappointing, gutting moment that. As good as the finish was, should Lukic have done better? I know it all happens very fast, but it's definitely within reach for him. He kind of lobs him, but Lukic gets a lot of hand on it. And it mm. feels like if if it had been a firmer hand, he'd have managed to keep this yeah. out, or, like tip it over or block it or something but it's a, it's a little bit weak I think I think you're asking a lot he, I am yes he is, um, <laughs> he is a good should've goalkeeper should have kept David Seaman he would never be lobbed it's uh, yeah it's hard to say he, he gets himself out to it but I don't think he, anybody realises that's what Paul, Paul Merson is going to do mm. you don't expect especially with everything that's been going on just before it that one player is suddenly going to just chip it to himself in the box and half volley it past you so I don't know if Lukic could have done much more. I'm not sure any of our players could have done much more. It's all it's all it's everything up to the ball being at Merson's feet when we had, as you said, all the chances to clear it and didn't. That's mm. what let us down. Chapman on seventy three, Merson on eighty one, and it stayed that way. Point of pace. Uh, Wilkinson in the aftermath. He's quite he's quite philosophical, is Howard. And I think with the tension really, really being ramped up, and it was in evidence today. Like you say, you know, with the players maybe feeling the pressure of Man United dropping points a little bit. And, this was a cagey game, but it feels a little bit, judging by Wilco's comments, that he's kind of got it all mapped out. Yeah, he starts every season with the target of two points per game. That's always been kind of his his uh, his measure of what will, if you do that, you'll do something really good during the season. And he's he's sounding better to my ears than Ferguson, who's sort of talking about us. He's not talking about them. Wilco is also talking about us, but kind of um, saying he's happy with them being close to his target, I set them a target of two points per game and we're only a fraction off that. But then he's also saying that with um, seven games left, I would be delighted if we could pick up 16 or 17 points from them, which I know is higher than usual. And that's why I would be delighted if we could achieve it. So there's just that little bit of, while he's, he's saying he's very happy with everything, just a little message to the players there of like, you're actually going to have to do quite a lot more. And I would be but you, no pressure, lads. Yeah, <laughs> you might not. I would be delighted if that happened, but because it's such a difficult thing for you to uh, to achieve. What is seventeen points from seven games? What's the ratio? I can't do about two point something, isn't it? Yeah, about two point three. Hold 2. on, I've 2. got a I've got a, a Texaco calculator. I'll uh, to bring it out of your school bag. Uh, yeah, I'll just type it out. Just maybe your protractors just come out of your bag. You might, just, get, uh, you might need to get a window. It's a solar one. It's uh, yeah. It's um. I need some more light in here. It says. Uh, it says boobless. Oh, okay. On it, I'll just clear that. Have you done, if you do five zero three three seven as well, and then turn it upside Leads. down. Yeah. 2.4. That's quite a lot. Yeah, so it's quite a big increase. But if we want 17 points from uh, seven games, that is quite a big increase from two per game. But it's a it's quite a clever way of sort of gently challenging the players, isn't it? Rather than just Ferguson droning on about what some other <laughs> team is doing. And it probably makes more sense. I think when it comes to maths... Leeds getting 2.4 points a game for the rest of the season is probably safer calculus than Lee Sharp being worth 5 million quid. Definitely. And it leaves us top of the table still with a two-point gap, but still Man United have those two games in hand. We've played 35, we have 68 points. They've played 33, they have 66. And we were mentioning Sheffield Wednesday before. They've played 34 and they've got 60 points. So not completely out of sight, but eight-point gap with a game in hand. You can see why we're kind of 
just looking over our shoulder. But, you know, if we achieve Wilco's points total, then we should be fine, shouldn't we? And we look ahead to what's coming next week as well. West Ham at home, bottom team. And there's never going to be a better opportunity to take advantage of that and keep that gap or maybe even extend it. Scum are going to QPR. I mean, obviously, we suffered at the hands of QPR. They lost to QPR earlier in the season. So there is a proper chance here for us to do something, I think, when we, uh, when we get back to Ellen Road. So looking forward to that, or is the tension becoming a bit too much for you, Michael? Um, not too tense about this one. We should be all right. We've got the transfer deadline coming up during the week as well, so there's a big chance we might strengthen um, before uh, before we can't buy any more players. So we might bring some, bring some more bodies in from the run-in. Exciting stuff. March the 28th, back at Ellen Road. West Ham, the visitors, will speak to you then. The Match Ball. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.